afternoon and evening, Supercoach Elitists. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by Ladbrokes. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Beretta. G'day, Corey. Good to be back for our not-so-quick quick-fire podcasts. Um, I think we've given up on making them quick-fire, but you know what? I'm really into it this week, and I think it's going to be quick-fire. So moving on to the third member of our team, welcome, Bombay. Choo-choo! That's right, Beretta. The Bombs Express is back. And today, for you listeners, we have the St Kilda Football Club and, of course, the everlasting uh, Sydney Swans. But before we get stuck into that, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites, also on SoundCloud, Facebook, and the iTunes store at Supercoach Elites. And that's it, boys. St Kilda and Sydney today. Let's kick things off nice and quick. Uh, Bonfire, your St Kilda rookie or cash cow? My St. Kilda cash cow, uh, I found it hard to toss up. they got a lot of names, don't they, St. Kilda? Names that we've just seen for a long time. Rice, Goddard, Freeman, and, uh, and of course, the new boys, Clark. But I'm going to go with uh, Caulfield um, as my selection. Um, I believe, oh, it doesn't really matter which one they pick first, doesn't it? Because I had back-to-back picks inside the top 10 with uh, Hunter, Clark, and Caulfield. But um, for those who are going based on looks and that, uh, Caulfield is the one without the big hairdo. Uh, I'm pretty sure Hunter Clark is the one with the big hairdo. Um, but, look, the things about um, Caulfield is, look, he averaged uh, 22 touches um, in the under-18 champs last year. Um, so we had some good numbers there and 74% disposal efficiency, which is above the AFL average um, for a midfielder in the competition as well. I think St Kilda, they're looking for... Um, you know, just that player to really go or, or to really elevate themselves to really that A or A-plus type player. And, um, look, I'm not saying Coffield or Hunter Clark or any of them are going to do it this year, but um, certainly these are the guys that I think St Kilda will be sort of pinning their future premiership aspirations on. Um, and, look, I, I don't know. I have to say that I don't know uh, a a whole lot about him. But what I do know about Caulfield is that he can play half back, he can play half forward, and he can certainly run through the guts um, as well. Um, and can I just say here, so one stat about him. So he was the Northern Knights captain um, as well, and he was only one of three players to be ranked in the top 75 for all of the following uh, categories. Clearances, uncontested possessions, intercept marks, and goals. So he can do it all. Wow. Thank you, Bonfa. This is going to be the longest podcast. This is going to be the <laughs> longest. <laughs> Brett, up on to you, mate. Your thank you, rookie. Right, I'm going to try and keep mine short. Nathan Freeman, blokes a jet, can run, can kick, can get clearances, uh, just has dodgy hamstrings. Um, so if he fixes his hamstrings, he's a lock. And as recently as I think a week ago, they were really excited about his hamstrings and um, his potential to play this year. So Nathan Freeman, if he gets on the park, is my choice for rookie. On to you, Corey. Quick fire. I love it. Did they rule Freeman out of JLT? Uh, not sure. They said he's in really good shape, but I don't know if he's oh, playing no, he's not JLT. Playing AFL, AFL, AFL. Yeah. I don't think he's, yeah, he's not playing AFL. And uh, no surprises there. Bretta goes to an ex Collingwood player. Yeah. Just can't get enough. In. Anything to do with Collingwood, he's, he's all aboard, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I do like Hunter Clark. I like the field. <laughs> um, look, they had a lot of numbers, but I'm going real outside the box here, boys, because that's what I do. I can, yeah. you know, give the easy ones like you do, but I'm. Looking for... You know, like it, already. Uh, Here we go, Logan Austin. <laughs> no, Ed Phillips, Edward Phillips. So, oh, 123k mid. Uh, he's a young boy. He was drafted back in 2016 with a late pick for the Saints. But he's impressing early. Um, training with the midfield group right now. He's still under 20, um, so he's still a kid. And I don't think he'll debut round one. But keep an eye out on this kid because I think... 
And mark my words, he will play at some stage during the season. All reports at St Kilda is he's impressing and turning a lot of heads. So Edward Phillips at some stage to be a downgrade target uh, for the Saints. I found it tough. The, the toughest part about St Kilda is they've got a lot of young talent and it's trying to find someone who's going to break into that side. Um, and I think Edward Phillips will get a, will get a gig this season. But even with your likes of your Cofield and your Hunter Clark and things like that, I don't think that they're going to debut round one. I think they'll be looking at getting a bit of time. Unless someone comes out and just blows the socks out of JLT, I think the Saints are going to be a hard time. Uh, we're going to find it hard to have a St Kilda rookie in our side. Brett, on to you, mid-prosser. Uh, David Armitage, it's a player I've seen in quite a few sides. Um, previous averages, you know, he's done three or four years in the 90s, and he had a big season where he averaged 109. Um, putting it out there early, I don't really like the pick. Again, it's just one of those ones. He's in the price bracket of a mid-pricer and um, has a good chance to I don't know, deliver some value to our teams, I guess. Played only two games last year, only averaged 70, but the three years before that, played 22 games, averaged 87. year before that, played 21, averaged 109, which was huge. And 15 games for 93 average the year before. Decent track record. Um, that midfield's getting a lot better, a lot deeper. They're trying to find minutes for guys like Jack Billings and a, a few others. Um, I'm not sure we'll ever see Armitage um, crack up around 109 ever again. But I think there is some chance, I'd say 15 to 20% in my head, that he's going to... Um, push up to 100 and around that average average. So, yeah, 80% chance in my head that he won't. Don't really like the pick, but of the mid-prices, I think he's the best option. Bombs, take a seat, mate. For those who <coughs> listened to the podcast on Tuesday and after Brett gave you, think, was his Mitch, Richmond mid-pricer? Oh, I freaking hate the pick. Oh, I cannot understand why I'm seeing Armo in so many teams. They have a young up-and-coming midfield, and they're going to look at stacking midfield um, minutes into a lot of other people. I can't even see Armo cracking 90 average this year. So the fact that people are running in through the midfield and getting this false sense of security that they're going to get all these points, like Brett currently is... Um, Brett is not currently <laughs> running David Armitage in his side. It's <laughs> just an option. <laughs> just grinding my gears. Bonfa, your mid-prosser. Ten percent of teams is always ten percent of teams. That is, uh, you know, you know what that means. That means there's only ninety percent of teams out there who are are genuine contenders. Um, Now, boys, on this podcast, we we have given a certain individual a lot of shit, and uh, it's none of us three. But we have had guest appearances from time to time from one called Dizza. Now, his boy. Shit, I think he loves him. But no, 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 I mean, yeah, like, so. giving him shit about this pick. That's what I mean. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. His yeah. boy, Jack Stephen, he's sitting at 498k. Now, all I'm going to say is that if Dizzle were here, he'd be talking about him. But I, I don't want to talk about him because I think he's shit. So, uh... <laughs> he'd be I'm, slotting uh, him as the primo option at 400,000. <laughs> well, I'm absolutely going to move on. And, you know, the one I think that can uh, do the old breakout is a mid-forward option. He's sitting at 412,000. And he goes by the name of Blake Akers. Now, this guy here... He only stands 190 centimetres. But you look at this bloke on field, he feels like he's about 195 out there. Um, you know, he took his average up last year. Well, sorry, his 
his average disposals up last year, not his average super coach, because he actually went down one point per game. But he went from 15 up to 20 touches a game last year. And I can just see this guy really going again and getting and finding some more ball. I really like him. He's kind of like a gangly big winger type who can really push forward and uh, make a real impact in the aerial contest, but also make an impact on the scoreboard as well. So um, Blake Akers is the one. Uh, if I was going to take a punt on someone in the mid-price range, I'd be going with him. Uh, and mine is paying faith to Dizza. Mine is Jack Stevens. Oh, okay. I did not realise that he was under 500k at yeah. all. I'm actually really, really bullish on Jack Stevens. I think he can have a great. I, I honestly, I think he can average 30 possessions a game. I think he's that good of a. That, that, that never, he's done that all the time, but it doesn't always translate. For yeah, him. but you know what I mean. Like, I think he can turn that into points. I think Jack Stevens, honestly, at his absolute peak, could average 110. Um, yep, absolutely. I'm not taking the risk on it, but I don't mind Jack Stevens. And I would be shocked if Dizzer's team started this year and he wasn't in there. Yeah. <laughs> As captain. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be great. I, I think he's underpriced. Honestly, I do. Yes. I think he is underpriced. He's very yeah. underpriced. Um, but oh, I'm not going anywhere same. near him. I think it was two years ago, he dropped 176 against me, and he was vice-captain of this team. I couldn't believe that. That was, uh, it was insane. <laughs> Your team don't play defense, Brett. You're all about the attack. Oh. You don't play defense, mate. I'm picking Alex Franz this year. Don't even, don't even <laughs> at me. <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, Brett, are you primo, please? Um, well, Jack Billings until a week ago when he's... Hamming has gone, but I still think he'll get back in time. I still think he is their best option as a primo pick. Um, I think he was in everyone's top two or three forwards before he had a little bit of a niggle, a little bit of a problem, but I do have confidence he'll get back. Um, Currently not sitting in my team. Um, I think it's a toss-up. I think most teams will run two of the Heaney, Billings, Green um, trifecta. I think they'll pick two of the three, and for me at the moment, I'm going to probably run Heaney and Green, but I think Billings is a fantastic option. He's a star. He's such a good footballer. Needs to kick up, uh, clean up his set shot for goal, and there's another five points. Another five, ten minutes in the midfield per game. There's another five, ten points. This guy could easily punch 105, 110 points per game in the next, maybe this season, maybe the year after. Right, yeah, Jack GWS Billings. GWS podcast that we mentioned Billings, so we're probably the reason he got injured. I was so set on Jack Billings. It's, it's such a killer um, I thought he was easily the biggest lock-up forward, and now soft tissue. I hate those words, soft tissue injury. So it's two weeks off now. You know, I'd need to see him play some JLT, because if he comes back and then it's that soft tissue niggle again, that's another two to three weeks at the start of the season. I really, really want to pick Billings, but I think this soft tissue, and like I said, unless I see something's going to scare me away, but he's still my number one skill to pick, so... Yeah, look, uh, absolutely, it is Jack Billings. Um, And look, yes, it was a two-week injury, but he's only got one week to go um, on that injury. I am still incredibly bullish about him, Um, not as concerned as probably you are with that. And look, I just think my forward line looks incredibly ugly without him in it. Um, He'll be 23 at some stage this year. Um, Now, boys, how's this first stat? Of the top 110 goal kickers for last year, Billings ranked... 110th for scoring accuracy. Um, all, yeah. all he's got to do is uh, snag a few more goals and his average is automatically up 5 to 10 points. Um, and you just know that he's going to just touch the ball more 
Um, he's just going to be such a good player. I said a bit earlier that we're waiting for someone to become that A to A-plus player. This is the guy that's going to do it. Um, I have complete faith in that. Here's another stat for you, fellas. Uh, he was involved in all of St. Kilda's scoring chains last year. He was involved in 29% of them. That is a huge, That is almost one in three. Like one in three times St. Kilda scored, he was involved in that play. That is a huge, huge, huge stat. Um, he did average 23 touches a game last year. Um, look, he kicks more goals. He finds two, three possessions a game. Um, this bloke is certainly averaging at least 100 points. And as a forward, we, uh, we've we just been gifted this one. Yeah, well, he ranks... I can't see his average going down from 92 last year. I can't see it dropping. He ranked six in total goal assists last year and 15 for score involvements. So yeah. the guy's not even Can football. Yeah, he's a freak. He's an elite talent. Um, and look, I want him. I, I really do. I just need. I just need some kind of like, you know, confirmation that he's back. It's so funny too, because quite often we rank those drafts like way too too early, 2013. Because he was he went before Bont, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there was all that, you know kind of backlash on that over the last couple of years when Bont just starred a little bit earlier. Man, I'd give anything to have Jack Billings playing for Collingwood. The the kid is a, he's a star. He's an enemy. Mm-hmm. He's going to be elite. So, I really, really want him. I just, I just need some... kind of just need him back. That's all. I just want him running, uh, looking good. How's this? If all healthy, round one, all have played some decent GLT footy, um, you've got Heaney, Green, and Billings. One, two, three. How do you rank them for you? Yeah, side? Well, you ask this question every single week. I know, but it's changing. Nah, uh, it doesn't change, mate. Nah. Billings, Heaney, Green. Billings first, really? I, oh yeah. When you Billings, asked this question yeah. last time, you asked me. Yeah, you asked us last week, and I said I'd take yeah. Jack Billings first. Yeah, wow. that's right. And I'm the same. That's because we're not third. stupid, like Billings I'm, is third for me. Stupid. I'm Billings, Heaney, Green as well. Heaney, Green. I think See, because we, we spoke about billings. this, we, we spoke about uh, kind of the upside, the upside of, of of all of them. Who's got the biggest upside? And out of those three players, I think from where they're at, the biggest potential upside is Jack Billings. They've all got the same floor. They're all going to be top six forwards come into the season, um, bar kind of injury. And Toby Green getting reported for 44 weeks. Um <laughs> But I think Jack Billings, mate, if he turns those behinds into goals, because this was the slack on him, if he picks his his goal scoring up, he was kicking one goal four most games last year, or two goals five, or, like, the guy has shots. I think he's got the high ceiling. We know what we're going to get from Heaney. We know what we're going to get from Green. And I think Heaney's midfield minutes are higher than the rest, but I think Billings' scope for midfield minutes is higher as well, because I think Green's going to sit at half forward more than any of them. So, yeah, for me, it was he, Billings, Heaney, Green. He averaged Billings oh, last yeah. year 1.6 behinds a game. And I agree with Corey. Billings has the greatest upside. I don't think there is that much improvement for Toby Green because Toby Green's going to do what he's done for probably for the last two years. Um, with Heaney, you can see Heaney getting more ball. So I think you can see some more upside in Heaney there too. But Billings has the greatest upside out of the three. And that's with- why I'm ranking them that way. With no Devin Smith and with probably at less. least some increased minutes, Toby Green's numbers will yeah. have to rise. Don't, Thank you. don't put Devin Toby Smith, Green is so don't good. Don't put Devin Smith into this big bubble like he was a GWS yeah. star. 
He wasn't. Yeah. Oh, he was good. He, wasn't, he, he had, was but good. he took a lot of entries, good. and he no, had no, a lot no. of ball. No, he was selfish. That's what exactly. He, done, yeah. he took pot shots. The ball's going to get shared around. No, Green's going to see more of it. He wasn't even in their. <laughs> he was arguably not even in their best twenty-two last year, and that's why he's. At the but as soon as he touched that ball in that forward line, he was in their best twenty-two. Devin Smith's a jet. He hey, was hey, easily Corey, in their best 22 I'll, last year. I'll give you an argument. I'll give you an argument. Hey, Shane Mumford's retired and Rory Lobb's going to go into the Ruckman now. That means now there's more ball in the forward line now that Rory Lobb's not going to be in the forward line. Therefore, Toby Green's going to score about 20 points a game. That's the sort of but shit... Toby Green and Devin Smith are almost the exact same footballer. All right. We're here to talk about Jack Feelings, mate. He's a lock. He will be the number one forward. End of discussion. Great oh, voice. Such a big call. How did we get onto the GWS podcast? <laughs> no idea. No idea. Toby Green is better than Jack Billings. End of. That's all it is. False. That um, is false. Mate. No, right now, right now, I think I think Toby Green's a better footballer than Jack Billings. Yeah, no, look, I agree. But this year, super coach, no, Billings is morning. Ah, oh, sounds yeah, like some chocolate milk think, challenge type I, stuff, I, I reckon. I reckon <laughs> we go. we got to try and figure something out here. Even two. Yeah, we'll do one. it. Come back yeah. and drink the JL team. We'll, we'll formalise something. If we end up with the same freaking three months, you, you boys. That last year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, you boys are gonna love my outlandish uh, St Kilda statement. You're gonna love it. You're gonna absolutely go. adore it. Well, why don't you give it to us? Let's move on to the outlandish statements. Give it to us. Yeah, we'll do quick. My outlandish yeah. statement. Yeah. All right, Hunt Toby Green to be the number one forward in the competition this year. <laughs> <laughs> There's my St Kilda statement right there. Yeah. Oh, how's this one? Uh, both Billings and Toby Green to make the All-Australian squad, but Billings to edge Toby Green out for an on-field position in the All-Australian team. Okay. Well, I think they're both going at each pocket. Specific. So, <laughs> 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 Mate, you should, you, you should definitely hit up our mates at Ladbrokes and see if you can get that as some kind of examiner. As an exotic. Yeah. Had it a one-to-one. The real <laughs> Toby Green on the bench, but Billings on ground. <laughs> yeah, with a slight super coach points edge. That's paying about four ninety, I reckon. That's I reckon that's paying about a dollar one, mate. That's an absolute <laughs> lot. Uh, must say, I forgot. I actually did forget to mention this the other day. With um, we've got a Ladbrokes Ladbrokes promotion sitting up at the moment. Uh, as always, gamble responsibly. But if you jump onto our Twitter page, there's a spot to get into one of our Twitter leagues that we've got up at the moment. It's ending on Sunday. All you have to do is jump on and retweet that post. It's pinned to the top of our wall, and that gives you the chance to enter the league. Now, one lucky participant who has retweeted will win a free $100 bonus bet from Ladbroke. So... Again, as always, gamble responsibly, but definitely check that out. I should have mentioned that on the other well, podcast the other day. Just but... on that, they they need to be following us too. They can't just retweet, but they need to be following and retweet yes, that tweet. and you yeah. must be over the age of 18 to be eligible yes, to win. Yes, absolutely correct. Bet, but not to retweet and get into our league. So if you're under 18 and you want to have a shot at getting into one of our leagues nice and early, definitely go on and retweet it anyway. Uh, moving on, boys. Let's jump across to the Sydney Swans and start with you this time, Bonfire. Rookie. Oh, Sydney Swans. I'll tell you what, they Sydney Swans don't give us any rookies until about, what, two days before the actual season starts? Isn't that yeah, the way they kind throw of goes? Three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they just kind of give us everyone. So I couldn't care less about talking about the rookies, but I guess we kind of have to. So I'm going to give you Jordan Dawson, uh, who only played the one game last year, and I'm and I'm just going to give you that because he was emergency a fair few times, um, and did play the one game last year. He's sitting at 123k. Um, I'm relatively confident that he's a forward mid. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you say, um, did you say Zach Dawson? 
Jordan, Jordan Dawson. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, if yeah, I said Zach, that was important. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure if you said it or if I just heard it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll move on. All right. Um, and anyway, look, uh, in terms of like his numbers, so he only played one in the in the uh, AFL system last year, but in terms of the needful, he averaged 136 supercoach points, uh, which was actually the second most of any player in terms of average who played more than five games um, in the uh, in, in the twos last year. And I guess the, the areas uh, that he kind of dominated in terms of the statistics, he was he rated elite for disposals, contested possessions, uncontested possessions, contested marks, goals, and tackles. Uh, and he had more than 40 uh, for touches twice. Um, and in 12 games last year, scored more than one goal as well. So um, I know that the EFL is not a great competition, but, I mean, we saw these sort of numbers from Tom Mitchell, didn't we? So maybe he does have a bit of a super coach game about him, and if he can crack into the lineup, then maybe Jordan Dawson's the one to watch. He, yeah, like you just said, he correlates, like, stat-wise or career-wise, almost identical to what Tom Mitchell done before Tom Mitchell broke out. So, take that as a grain of salt. I mine is also Jordan Dawson. I think he'll he's probably the most likely early days to have a slot at cracking into this um, Sydney side. Britta? Uh, mine's more of a hopeful feel-good story. Uh, Alex Johnson. Um, defender, good ball user, but kind of has a small problem of five knee reconstructions. <laughs> um, so, I think... That. Sorry. Yeah, probably yeah. the responsible uh, Corey there. Yeah. Corey's, Corey's the guy who laughs at funerals because he just doesn't yeah. know what's wrong and he just has no explanation for it. Yeah. Just a happy-go-lucky fella, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, we all deal with grief in different ways. Compassion, and, uh, compassion from time to time, Corey won't go astray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Corey, this is it, I don't mind this. Bon for having a dick at Corey. I think that's a first on this podcast. <laughs> We've had all the role changes over the past couple of months. Yeah, well, I think we need to just reset. Don't want. Back to Alex Johnson, good ball user, and I think if they've held on to him for five knee reconstructions, they're going to try and get him a game. Bad news: about a week ago, had some surgery. I thought, oh, here we go again, but it was just a clean out on his groin, um, and he should be good to go. Again, they have a lot of halfback players who can really use the footy and are really talented, so. Um, his chances of getting in are slim, but I would really like to see it. And I think if he does play, he's an older body, and I think he's got a cool head on him. And, yeah, if he does play, I think he'll stick in that team for a little bit, but it's a big if. Bretto, there was one thing you said. I just need you to clarify a little bit. Um, but you said he cleaned out his groin. Now, I can take that a few ways. Can you just maybe just clarify? It wasn't, it wasn't fluff. He had some issues with the groin that was uh, affecting his acceleration, and we have uh, no. Dr. Peter Larkins on the phone. If you'd like to speak no. to him more about it, uh, Bonfire, no, we'll hold him for you. Cleaning out the groin, it just let's, sounded a little bit too dirty. It's PG. It's, this is a PG podcast. Uh, oh, PG. Young children who listen to this for God's sake, Bonfire. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to clarify something. I don't want other people to get the wrong idea, Corey. That's that's what I'm all about here. Uh, Mid prices, please, Bonfire. All right, mid-pricer. This bloke's not even a mid-pricer because he's a premium, and his name is Jake Lloyd. And I don't care what people say about this bloke called McVeigh. Could not care less. This is McVeigh's last year, and he's gonna just—he's just gonna slide. He's gonna fall off the cliff. And Jake Lloyd is gonna get like 26 touches a game. I'm completely confident of it. He racked up just touches and touches and touches last year. Um, I'll give you his scores with McVeigh in the team last year, and they weren't even that bad. But here they are. 106, 101, 88, 81, 97, 72, 59, 82, 81, 77. 
I expect those to be even higher. I expect this bloke to be a top six defender, and at 479k, he's not a mid-prizer. He's an absolute premium. Yeah, mine's the same, and everything you touched on. His ability to use ball and get ball is amazing. I really want to start him, but I just I just want to see how it goes. McVay ramping him too. So I think there's just a couple of options that are a little bit better at the moment around him, but I think at some stage I'll, uh, he'll probably round out my squad. Uh, Britta? Mine is also Jake Lloyd. I think he's the best option as mid-price of Sydney, but I do not like the pick. I really don't like the pick. When you look at the guys in that back line, you got Jared McVay, Dan Rampey, Callum Mills, Heath Grundy, Nick Newman, Nick Smith. They're all good users off that back line, and there is not enough ball for Lloyd to increase his numbers last year, which were fantastic. What was it, like 26, 27 touches a game? Yep. But he only averaged 87. I know we had the game where he got knocked out, um, so that take that out of it, it's probably 90, 91. I think he had an incredible season last year statistically. I don't think it's going to grow, and I don't see where he finds another 5 to 10 points per game. Was Lloyd, no, he, was he better or worse at the front end or back end of the season last year? Back end, back end he was worse. Yeah, um, he had so a really good this start. Is the other thing, this is the other thing that I could kind of help your argument with, is I don't think that Sydney are going to come out and lose the first eight weeks, and I don't think the ball's going to be down there as much this year either. No. Yep. Yeah. Look, I keep saying McVeigh is the problem, but there's just there's so much more than just McVeigh. Mills is going to run that back line at some stage. Rampy's Rampy. He's a gun. I can't see the extra five to ten points, which makes him a top six defender. I don't know where he gets it from. I can I can see more than five to ten points because I can see this, but he's not just a halfback flanker. This bloke, he can get up onto a wing and play that wing role beautifully. He's got good pace about him. He knows how to. He, he's a real meters game type player, doesn't he? he? He runs with the ball and then he uses it. He's a good user of the ball as well. Um, and I think Sydney's midfield is in a lot of trouble to start the year. We've heard all the news about Hannah's, JPK, uh, Parker, Heaney. Um, I know Buddy's not a midfielder, but Buddy's in a bit of trouble as well. And I can certainly see this bloke pushing up the ground a bit. McVeigh is a non-issue for me. Rampy is a non-issue for me. Completely different players. Jake Lloyd will dominate. Do you have him currently? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't reckon any of us will pick him but up no, at any stage this year. This is the one that's fighting Cade Simpson and Brandon. Now, he's the one fighting in that position. So, you know, all around that 500,000, I can only run one of them. Um, but, you know, after having to say no, that was quite humiliating after what I had to say that um, I'm probably going to select him after today, the, I think. The more I hear little patches of Bomper's team, the more I am just beginning to love this potential season because <laughs> he's just all over the shop. He's debating Jake Lloyd and Cade Simpson and Brandon Ellis. Like, oh, this is this oh. is it. One of them's going to go horribly wrong. You wait, till my, you wait till my outlandish statement. You've stirred the pot, mate. I stirred it. Is stood. Uh, mine's the same. Mine's Jake Lloyd as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pick a I'll side. Do pick a side. Don't sit on the fence like you always do, Corey. Team Bombs or Team Brett? What's the team? Give me the description. Bombs, Bombs loves Lloyd right up to the point where he's not picking him. And I <laughs> completely don't like the pick. Well, so, in other words, Brett is saying Jake he's Lloyd not a top six. Bombs saying he's... I don't think he, I don't think he'll finish top six. Yeah, well, then I you're think on top ten at best. Take your boat down, then. Yeah, I Two flogs, one stone. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see bombs in two weeks. He'll have that tattooed on his chest. <laughs> <He's> just... <laughs> well, um, That's not a bad idea. I, I just think that there's others down there that are a little bit better than him. So absolutely, yep. Yeah. Uh, that's unfortunate. Primo, then. Where we're at with that. Uh, Prino, pre, Prino's, Prino, no, 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 Prino, Prino man, players, <laughs> Bonfa. 
Um, well, for me, uh, it's got to be Isaac Heaney. Um, and, and look, Sydney, they, they are a team with a lot of pre-modes. Like, I could think of like five, six, seven players probably um, that could make like, like you know, top defenders and top midfielders and, and top forwards and all the rest of it. But the one I'm going to go with is uh, Isaac Heaney just because, um, you know what, what he did last year after coming off glandular fever, that is only the start of it. Um, and this guy is going to go next level at some point and I will continue to pick him until he really goes next level. But even when he's not going next level, he's still belting out averages probably around the 95 as well. So um, the only negative about this bloke is the amount of games played and his durability, of course. But sometimes you just can't help but get glandular fever and have some of these you know, rough, uh, rough injuries. Um, that he's kind of had that's uh, plagued his career so far. But this bloke here um, really has the potential to be top five player in the entire competition. And um, whilst he's still on offer as a forward, I will continue to pick him at 536,000. Yeah, same. Absolute freak. Um, And we did speak about Jack Billings earlier, but would not surprise me if Heaney again finished as... Oh, well, he didn't finish as number one forward last year, did he? Three. Yo, number three, oh. Jesus. Um, well, three based on whoever's listed as a Ford this year. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think that he will be in massive contention for number one. Um, and although I didn't say he's got as much upside as Jake Billings can go, I think he's the most consistent out of those three that we were talking about before. Uh, Brennan, I know we're talking about Heaney. Please don't try and turn this into the Toby Green show. Yeah, you just wait for my outlandish statement, mate. You just wait. <laughs> um, no, I think it's, it's Heaney. Heaney's the pick. Um, I think it's something you've mentioned a few times, that floor versus ceiling um, sort of matchup. I think Buddy Franklin and Heaney both have the same floor, super coach-wise. Obviously, Franklin's on a different planet um, to most AFL footballers. But I think Heaney does have that better ceiling because I think eventually he will. he's almost a guarantee to become an A-grade um, AFL and Supercoach player. I just think this is, is every year is a chance it could happen. And I think Buddy's going to flatline at about 100. And I think Heaney is a chance to push up to 105. That's the only real difference between the two. Yeah, look, Heaney last year as well, he uh, he really upped his midfield minutes as well. So we're not going to see too much more of an increase in midfield minutes, I would have thought, because he's a real forward presence. But last year, his split was 65 in the midfield and 35 up front as well, which is good. And uh, I know we said that Billings before was involved in 29% of all of St Kilda's uh, scoring chains. Heaney was involved in 23% of all scoring chains uh, for the Sydney Swans as well. So, obviously, a, uh, a, a big link man uh, in the chain, and we know that Supercoach or Champion Data absolutely reward those sort of uh, efforts, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Brett, do you want to ask us the question of who we're going to have in our top three again? Do you want us to <laughs> since 15 minutes ago? Or? <laughs> uh, no, Corey. No, I think we've, uh, we've caught through that okay, once yeah. or twice already. Yeah, let's, no, we're let's right, yeah. Get Outlandish statement, and Brenner will start with you. All right, all right, this one's a little bit. This one's a little bit tricky. All right, Isaac Heaney to make the All Australian team, <laughs> edging out Toby Green for an on-field spot, and Toby Green will edge out Jack Billings for a bench spot, and Billings will miss, and also Heaney will slightly beat Toby Green and Jack Billings for average this year. That's my outlandish statement. 
<laughs> that is incredibly complex, but I think I followed that one. Uh, yeah, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You can't. You know, what, I have, you know what, Corey, I have to say that uh, as much as I sort of, you know, give Brett a bit of shit, occasionally he's, just occasionally, he's actually pretty funny, so I don't mind that one at all. Um, Thanks, now, Mom, That's the nicest <laughs> thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> uh, now, look, my landish statement, here you go. Um, uh, Jake Lloyd um, will be... Top three defender by season's end. I'll oh, bet on that. I will take any bet, like, I under the sun that that won't happen. Outlandish statement, and, and that's what I, I provide. Um, Josh Kennedy, did you go cool. back to top five midfielder? Yeah, yeah nice. I don't think he's got enough love, so I think we should actually quickly touch on their midfield too before we move on. Anyone... I think he's the only midfielder of theirs that's worth considering. Yeah, well, Hannes really? is, is injured at the moment too, and they reckon yeah. they were saying that they think Hannibal is probably in the worst spot out of any player they've got on their list as far as where he's at. Probably won't even play in the JLT. Is anyone considering any of these Sydney midfielders at all? They got to look at them, or no, I'm I... saying no, but JPK is the best option. That's... Yeah, see, I'm saying Luke Parker's is the best option. Nah, no. I think I think JPK is the best option, and there's there's a couple of players in Supercoach at the moment that I look at, and I think they're extremely underpriced. I think I think Pendles is underpriced. I think Bont's even underpriced, and one one of the big ones that I look at all the time is JPK. I think he's very very underpriced, but they've got that that buy, don't they? The yeah, that's the one why everyone's almost just completely ignoring it. Yeah, so Bont's, can you give me a JPK ownership? You want a JPK ownership? That's what you get, 3%. And have you got Parker there as well? Well, you know what? If you're on Parker, mate, I'll get you Parker. But I can't imagine that it, it could be... Uh, He's just buying time now. He's buying yeah, well, time. You've got to buy a bit of time. Yeah, you know what? 3% as well. 3%. He was so good on that JPK one, but he struggled yeah, a little bit on the knew, second one. I'm proud of you as well. You know what, boys? You did good. You did good. I'm proud of you, Bonfa. Hannah's, Parker, JPK, or 3% ownership. Right now, Hannah's is... There's a big... No, for me on Dan Hannah just because of where he's at. Um, but if you're if you're a brave man, I freaking love the JPK pick. Love it. Yeah, see, last you... Are you putting bias in that though, Bombs? Yeah, look, uh, well, bias. Yeah, Parker gets a little bit of bias. That's for sure. No, um, but I mean but... your bias, not not your oh, mate's bias. bias. Your yeah. bias. Oh, sorry, not my most bias. Yeah, if I'm putting my bias in it, then yes, I'm a little bit scarred from last year. I started with him. I paid over six hundred thousand for him last year, and look, he's he's always going to average, you know, around that one hundred and five, isn't he? He's probably I, I don't see him going back up to one hundred and twenty. Um, he's probably going to do similar to what he did last year. But last year, I thought, look, he, he was given the captaincy. Here we go. He's going to turn it on. He's going to carry this team, and uh, did absolutely squat for me. Um, and this season, look, Parker did. Jack shit last year as well, but I think Parker's the one that look. He's he's got a bit more of a ceiling, I think Parker, and, and I think look, he just kicks goals, takes big marks around the ground. Uh, he's a different sort of player, but I think Parker's the one that can average uh, the most out of all three this year. Yeah, no, I'm JPK. You JPK as well, brother. Massive JPK. Yeah, miles ahead of both. Yeah. What happens when Hanarik comes back? Like, where would you rate them in order? So, you, are you Parker 1, JPK 2, Hanbury 3, if all fit bombs? Uh, yeah. Brenner? Actually, I'm JPK, Hannah's Parker. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I think I've got, um, uh, Parker the lowest. Why are you so bullish on Parker? 
Yeah, I don't understand I just, that. I just got this, I just got this feeling, boys. I just got this feeling. I think we saw some potential two years back. Now he didn't quite go on with it last year, but I think Sydney's midfield as a whole did not perform to its potential last year. And and what I can see is that look, JPK is kind of like baseline, isn't he? You know what you're going to get. There's the concern with the Hannah's injury, particularly this preseason, um, and just the amount of knocks he gets continually, continuously, year after year after year. I think Parker's the one where I can see the greatest improvement in average this year from all three of them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, just, well, no, sorry, I don't agree because I still... Well, you still got the others ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can kind of see my point. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what well, you just got to remember back to that Titch season. I mean, if, imagine if Parker was a forward, it'd be a lock. But um, yeah. unfortunately, we don't have that um, that option. We've covered all Twitter questions, by the way, and Facebook questions. So that'll wrap this up, one up a little bit quicker. Uh, boys, anything you know, to like, add? We're organised this week yeah. or today. We're organised. So you know what? I want to give you a big toot toot. So a big toot toot to Corey for actually being organised this week, mate. Good on you. We had some good. We had some good fluency in. Corey, I love you. I love your work every week, Corey. Love you, yeah. uh, And yeah. on behalf of the listener, <laughs> uh, on behalf of us, for you, the listeners, we love your work every week. So peace out, community, and we'll catch you on Sunday.